Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. On today's episode, I'll be getting the facts about body image and eating disorders from registered nutritionist Jenna Hope. She's qualified and credible in her field. She's worked with a real range of people from big organisations such as ASOS and Google to primary schools, right down to the individual like myself and Bradley. Jenna, welcome to Grown Up Female. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to talk about this today. I think it's such an important topic. And I think that so many people suffer with a negative body image and they often think that they're the only ones. And the truth is that so many people are suffering. And if we start to open up the conversation a bit more, then hopefully that can help people. So super, super important topic. And thank you, Connie. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And the more like research research I've been doing, the more um, I've realised how in-depth negative body image is. It's not literally, it's not like, oh, I don't like my legs. There's, it's so much deeper than that. So much. And the thing with negative body image is that it can really start to affect extreme behaviours. And we see that negative body image can start to lead to things like extreme dieting, weighing, um, even things like self-harm and abuse, which is so sad that, so sad. you know, something that so many people suffer with can be so so detrimental yeah that is really really sad so out of interest as a nutritionist how much of your clientele would you say you're helping or you have helped um, via nutrition like guidance as a result of poor body image I definitely say that the majority of my clients have some kind of body image issues. And of course, to some people, it's much more severe than others. Um, But really learning to deal with that is so, so important. And especially when it comes to nutrition, because ultimately I am there to help people improve their overall well-being and their health. Um, And what you eat is important, but there's a very fine line between what you eat and actually it being healthy and, and being aware of what you eat being healthy And then crossing that path into actually this is starting to become unhealthy, it's becoming an unhealthy obsession um, and can really engage in those detrimental behaviours. So 
I'd say a significant number of clients do suffer with poor body image, um, but not all of them to such extreme yeah. um, levels. Yeah. So like, that, again, it's like that whole variety. Um, I was saying there's different depths and different levels. Like I read that even like if you're someone that is like looking in any reflection possible of your body, like every time there's a reflection, you look at yourself and like see how you, you look in that reflection. That can almost be an element of like having negative body image because you feel the need to not check yourself out in a vain way, but oh, do I look slimmer in this mirror than I do in that mirror? Or why did that window make me look bigger than that window? Like all these things that, and I've been there where I've been like, oh, I look quite nice in that mirror. My mirror at home doesn't make me look like that. You know, where you're just like constantly thinking about how your body looks all the time. Absolutely. And really in extreme cases, it can sometimes lead people to completely avoiding mirrors altogether, which in itself is quite worrying, damaging um, and detrimental. And I think especially over lockdown where, you know, we've started to move more things online, we're seeing that more and more people are suffering with poor body image as a result of having to look at themselves for a much longer period of time on things like Zoom or Teams or video calls than they would normally. And if we can start to get comfortable with what we look like and really stop the comparison, then I really think that we can improve overall health in general because body image plays into health massively so and you know um health is not just about your physical health it's about your mental health and your social health and once you start to once your body image starts to impact your mental health and your social health all of a sudden that starts to compromise your general overall health too so it is so so important and negative body image is a mental illness so whereas food is a physical thing and I know this sounds a little bit confusing but what is that link between what we eat and how we perceive the way we look is is diet culture to blame is diet culture to blame for for the link between negative body image and food I think it has a big role to play and we know that negative body image is a maintaining factor for many eating disorders. So it's not necessarily a cause as such. Um, when it comes to eating disorders, we can't necessarily pinpoint causes, but we can say that they're risk factors. And poor body image is definitely a, a risk factor for maintaining an eating disorder. And if we look at diet culture and society, you know, I grew up in the era of size zero and mm. it's unbelievable and shocking to think now that magazines used to print pictures of celebrities with their sizes stamped next to their face and if they were to gain weight or lose weight the magazine would track that and share it with the world and so how do you think that that makes people reading those magazines feel and to some degree we do have that today where people you know post their pictures on social media and there are so many people that get trolled if they gain weight, if they lose weight, etc. The truth is your weight has absolutely nothing to do with anyone else. No one has a right to comment on your weight. And even today where we live in a world where losing weight is a compliment and people will often say to their friends, oh, you look good, you've lost some weight. Mm. Actually, on the if you read into that, that comment, what are they really saying? Potentially they might be saying that they noticed something, you know, that you're trying to lose weight or that you look a little bit like you've changed your eating behaviors and and it's damaging it's really really damaging do you know what else is damaging about that is that you don't know how that person's lost weight so that person 
you know, might have lost weight, but it could be down to stress and anxiety, or it could be down to the fact that they're struggling with their relationship with food. It could be, it could be um, a result of um, losing water through doing a a, a, de- a detox tea rubbish thing, um, and therefore you're complimenting them on something that actually could have um, you know a negative effect on their physical and mental health. Exactly. And especially for someone who is suffering, suffering with a poor relationship with food or an eating disorder. If you turn around to that person and say, oh, you've lost weight, you look really good. What does that tell them? Well, all it does is highlight and emphasize their reason to have a poor relationship with food or to maintain that eating disorder. So you're absolutely right. You know, you don't really know the reason why people have have lost weight. And the same goes on social media. You know, we see people who have got very toned, very lean body um, types on social media, but we only see a very small percentage of their life. So we have absolutely no idea what's going on behind. We have no idea the state of their health, their micronutrient status, the status of their period, because often when women fall into a very low body fat percentage, they can't, they are at risk of losing their periods, which that's often not all, pl- all plastered over social media. All you see is their six pack abs and that's the danger Mm, absolutely and what if this is this is like to be devil's advocate say if someone because I have in the past is openly said that their goal is to lose weight and you know they're exercising more they're eating like a more balanced diet and the results are showing and they're looking healthy and they're feeling positive about that weight loss and they're open about that weight loss, is it then okay to compliment a friend who you know is working hard for that physical goal? Or do you think it's still, you know, just don't say nothing at all? Like, should we not even be focusing on that as a compliment? I think that's such an interesting point and and actually a really tough question because unless you are 100% sure that that person is working hard in order to achieve a specific result, it's very risky territory. And like you say, someone there might be someone else in that group or in that conversation who is suffering themselves. And if you are positively rewarding someone else for losing weight, you never know what knock-on effect that can have on another individual in the same conversation. So I think you just have to be really aware and really careful um, to, for what you do say. And there's nothing wrong with saying to someone, you know, you look really glowing, your face looks like you are really happy at the moment and potentially putting a positive spin on it in a different way may be more beneficial. Um, But look, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. I think the motivation behind it is what's crucial. I love that point. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. It's the motivation behind it. I totally agree with that because I've like in the past, as you know, um, well, before I knew Jenna, struggled with weight loss and the motivation behind it was so wrong. And it was Mm. all about losing weight because I thought I might get more friends because I'd be slimmer and you know the slimmer girls had friends but actually it was nothing to do with how slim they were but you know you just like you look at someone you think oh she's really popular you know maybe I need to lose weight and blah 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 and my motivation behind losing weight was so this is mainly at university when I felt like um, a very small fish in a very big pond but the motivation behind it was all wrong and that's why it was all about quick fixes it was about how can I lose weight really fast and you know so I can, you know, see the success fast and see my life change and improve fast. Uh, and then when I finally educated myself about it and lost weight and the motivation behind it was for my health, 
you know, it was sustainable, it was enjoyable, it was, you know, it was all those things. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point because there are a lot of people out there that think that they need to lose weight in order to please others or to change their status or, you know, for external reasons. But the truth is most people aren't looking at your weight. So you believe you need to lose weight in order to try and get into a certain friendship group or um, get a certain job. But those people in that friendship group are not not friends with you because of your size. Mm. And I think people need to be reminded of that. And mm. when what people we find is that often when people do lose weight, they expect everything to change, but everything doesn't change because life is not just about how much you weigh. And if people are constantly reminded about that, then hopefully we can start to break that idea that if you lose weight, you can be in with the popular people or you can get a certain job. And I think your friends also have a big impact. And if you're in a group of friends that are constantly talking about their weight or constantly commenting on what, what you're eating or what they're eating, potentially opening that up, that conversation and saying, you know what, guys, maybe this isn't so healthy. Maybe we should just focus on our own food, our own exercise regime, not compare, not discuss other people. Mm. And we'll all be in a better headspace because yeah. those people are only commenting on their weight or what you're eating based on their own internal insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I also think that, you know, another good point to make with your friends, that's such, that's such a good point. And the way you worded it there was perfect without, you know, you're not going to sound like, you know, like being rude or anything. Mm. And um, I think people are just conscious of falling out with their friends and things like that. And girls can be quite sensitive. But I think like another point to make is, you know, let's stop talking about the way we look for once and let's talk, start talking about, you know, ambition and where we want to go in life, where's our next holiday going to be? And, you know, what, you know, what restaurant are we going to go to next? Or when are we going to go to the theatre? Or what are we going to see next in the cinema? Or, you know, different topics, you know, like talk about politics, talk about, I don't know, there's so many things you can talk about besides your body and the way you look. And I think also like when you're complimenting each other, take the compliment and be thankful. Don't be like, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm this. And then, and then, sort of downplay it or insult yourself when someone compliments you I hate that I just want if I compliment someone saying oh my god that dress looks amazing on you I want them to say oh thank you so much not like oh what this old thing oh no I don't oh I feel really bloated actually you know yeah it's so true people often feel like they have to negatively they have to kind of come back to a compliment with a negative insult about themselves. And if we, if we spoke to our best friends, the way we speak to ourselves, sometimes <laughs> we'd be absolutely shocked or equally if our best friends spoke to us, the way we speak to ourselves, we'd mm. be really taken aback. And I think sometimes we need to stop and think about really how we speak to ourselves. Mm, absolutely. And would you agree that if you have got friends that, you know, really do put you down or make you feel uh, like you don't belong because of your weight. They're not friends really then, are they? Like it might come to a point where you actually have to relook at your social circle. Absolutely, 100%. Life's too short to surround yourself with people who don't lift you up, don't excite you, don't make you feel good and positive and confident in yourself. You know, mm. as females, it's hard enough. You know, we have enough things to struggle with and deal with. We don't need our friends to emphasize and highlight them. And we do really just to just to go back to that point that I said before, we have to think about why other people are saying those things. And often it really does come from their own insecurities. So if you're finding that your friends are causing you more distress, then definitely, you know, sometimes it is the right time to part ways. Mm. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, so like talking about diet culture again and those diet products and um, it's the the link between those things and social media, how has that affected your your line of work as a nutritionist? Oh, there's so many diet culture type products on the shelves nowadays. So whether it be skinny pills, skinny teas, you know, skinny coffees, meal replacements, there are so many different products on the shelves. And clients often come to me and say, should I take this? Should I take that? Is this a magic pill? And the truth is, there's no such thing as a magic pill and a magic cure. Mm. And all of these pills that claim that they will increase your metabolism, that they, they just simply don't work. Often they might be laxatives, so they're going to lose a lot of water. And as a result of that, the, the water loss, you will feel as though you've lost weight. So you might look in the mirror and feel like, oh, I've lost a little bit of weight. Mm. But as soon as you start rehydrating again, that weight's going to go straight back on. So it it is a huge impact. And I think that these companies are often, again, trying to get to your vulnerabilities and by doing that, that's where they're making their money. They're prying on your vulnerability. So I think when people are tempted to buy these products or think about whether they really work or, you know, see a friend using them, stop and actually think about why, they, why they're interested in them and why they think they might work and go and do your research. And I guarantee you, you'll find that they, they don't work and they are expensive and you are going to waste your money and you're much better off actually taking time and spending that money on something that you enjoy that is a positive activity that's going to make you feel better weight regardless just in general make you feel better rather than trying to put all your self-worth into this overpriced pill that doesn't even work Mm. yeah I mean amen to that (laughs) So, so much money is wasted isn't it and then you know I'm so glad that they've now banned them off social media actually me too. It's it's terrifying that the number of kind of high profile high profile people that were advertising and promoting these products when they hadn't ever tried them themselves. And I think that's the most scary thing. Yeah, and I find that those people are the ones that have the worst uh, body image relationship with their bodies themselves, and therefore they're like, I don't know, they're not even trying it. But I just find like what what goes through their head, like knowing how they feel about their own body. They've obviously struggle with their weight fluctuation that's why they've been targeted by the brand and then they're going to inflict that on their following like I just don't get it I just yeah I I don't understand it at all but I mean I'm sure they get a nice fee at the end of it which might be the driver yeah that's true money money I know but oh god I mean I've been offered so much money for all these different things but it's just you know I think my heart is bigger than my the pound signs in my eyes um, and I think that's the and credit to you <laughs> thank you and I think that's the difference as well with like figure out who you're following and and you must you must have this conversation with some of your clients I bet like you know social media must have come up because I I can imagine it's affecting so many people's um, body image you know and how they they feel they're not good enough and it's that whole comparison thing that you were talking about before Definitely. And it's so skewed. I often say to clients, you know, go through your social media and have a look at at who is making you feel bad about yourself and unfollow them. And then the chances are they're not doing it intentionally. But yeah, if it's having a negative effect on you, then you need to erase that from your life. And the powerful thing is, is it is as simple as clicking unfollow. 
and it is that easy. And there was some research done that showed that actually by viewing um, bodies of, of um, bodies on social media and uploading images of yourself on social media as well, that significantly impacted poor body image. Wow. So we do know that social media is having a huge, huge impact, but it doesn't have to be used for you know, negativity, it can be positive. So yeah. have a think about what you want to get out of social media and make sure that you're following the right people that will help you achieve that, that goal. Would you say there's too much focus on bodies then, full stop? Definitely. I, I do think over the past sort of two, three, four years, we have got a bit better at using social media um, in terms of trying to show sort of the whole Instagram versus reality idea. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of those images that you see are being put up there by the same people who are posting the very lean toned mm. body images. So mm. they're putting out their reality, which to some people is still very, very um, unachievable yeah. Yeah. or unapproachable or unrealistic. So yeah. sometimes that can actually have a kind of a reverse negative effect because they think they're doing something really good to try and sort of show their reality. But the truth is it's still unrelatable to so many people but it still makes them feel bad. Yeah. See, for me at the moment, not at the moment, but sometimes if I'm having one of those days where my positive voice isn't as strong as my negative, um, and like I'm 28 now and I've had a baby and I might see another 28-year-old because, I mean, I had Macy at 26, 27. I was just turning 27. Um, and a lot of girls or women that age you know are far from having children nowadays it's quite young to have a child at that age especially in London and so I'm seeing people my age are older than me with these incredible fit bodies lean low body fat percentage and I'm like oh my gosh you know like I'm never gonna have that again and you know that's I'm that age and I find more comfort obviously in seeing um postpartum bodies because it's more relatable for me but I still sometimes can't help but go oh I'm never gonna have that body again you know you know and it doesn't mean I'm grateful obviously for being able to carry a child but it's still sometimes hard when you're seeing it all the time to you know not to wish you didn't have your pre pre pre-baby body back Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And that, that is so normal. But I think one thing to remind yourself, you know, in 10 years time, when people look back sort of 10 years, are they going to look back and say, oh, wow, remember my abs when I was, you know, 26, 27? Or are they going to look back and think, you know, oh, wow, my, my body carried a child at that age yeah. and delivered a child. And now look what a beautiful daughter I've got now. Yeah, you're so, so right. We've just got to sometimes put it into perspective and really think about what's important in life. And the truth is having six pack abs for some people that might be beneficial to them now. But in 10 years time, is that going to be something that they still sort of value themselves off? Mm, yeah no you're so right so right I'm going to remember that now every time that thought creeps into my head it's so true it's sometimes you've got to think you've got to think ahead don't you and you've got to think actually you know how how actually fantastic is it really to have abs I mean what is it really doing for you apart from an aesthetically pleasing picture according to society you know is it making you a better person is it making you kinder is it making you a better mum not really probably not yeah so, you know it's prioritizing and and um and actually bringing yourself back down to planet earth and um and remembering what's important um, it really is and we also have to remember that what's healthy on the outside isn't always what's healthy on the inside so you know, like we said earlier about the six pack abs that can really have a significant effect on not only our physical well-being. So, for example, as women, our periods or our nutrient status or our gut health, for example, but it can also have a really big impact on our mental well-being. So people who suffer with poor body image um, and don't have abs, for example, might always be driving to have abs, but people who have abs can still suffer with poor body image and think that their abs aren't defined enough or then the focus will turn mm. to their legs or their arms. or So just because you see someone with a body image that is desirable to you, for example, not you necessarily, but yeah. to the individual, it doesn't mean that they are, you know, fully content with their body. Everyone or many people so suffer. Many. Yeah, I feel like probably 10% maybe of the population might be fully happy with their body. I can't I can't see it being a large percentage for some reason which is really sad but I think it might it's, be improving it's really sad and it takes a lot of time and you know I've heard many times in clinic where people say to me oh I went to this event and I was the largest person in the room and firstly often that's actually not even the case but what's so sad is they're not focused on the event that they're at all they're focused mm. is on is their size yet no one else in that room is focused on their size because the chances are there's someone else in the room thinking well I'm the largest person in the room and it almost becomes like a competition within their heads yeah. but no one else is thinking about who else is the, is the largest person in the room if that makes sense yeah I've um, been there where I've been to fitness events with the other sort of London fitness girls and was always the biggest but I was just as fit so I try to focus on that rather than focusing on my shape and size but it was tough at times exactly and and it can be tough and I think if we can open up these conversations with our groups of friends and maybe 
start to share our own experiences, people will realize that they're actually not alone. Mm. And once they realize they're not alone, you can start to have really open conversations and help each other Mm. rather than criticizing each other or commenting on what other people eat or, you know, being bitchy about someone else. Mm. Why don't we all start to focus on helping our friends and have an open conversation and realize that no one is perfect and Mm. no one thinks of themselves as you know, no one is, or the majority of people are not super happy in their body. Mm. Mm. So say, for example, you had a friend that wanted to lose weight and they're like, girls, I really want to lose weight because, you know, I'm feeling lethargic. I'm, you know, and her motivation was correct. How would, how, as friends, do you go about supporting them in that, you know, not everyone can afford a nutritionist. Like, I, I don't think, um, I don't even know really how much a nutritionist costs, but you know, it'd be lovely to be able to say, go and see a nutritionist and they'll get you a plan, a plan for you. Say if someone hasn't got that luxury. What no, absolutely. What do you say to a friend in that situation? Absolutely. You know, I fully appreciate that having a nutritionist is a luxury thing and it's not it's not accessible to everyone. Um, but what I would really say is encourage your friend and do, you know engage in activities with your friends so go on nice walks together that you both enjoy that you can have a catch-up or a run that you can have a chat rather than trying to push your bodies to extreme levels where actually it becomes unenjoyable you have to make sure first and foremost that exercise is enjoyable and of course some people do find enjoyment out of you know pushing their bodies and that that's normal but if it is a friend who is very new to fitness and very new to healthy eating i just say don't start being very extreme just focus on what they can add into their diet encourage them with healthier alternatives or send them exciting recipes that is not a piece of chicken with broccoli and rice for example you know Mm. something that is a bit more exciting Mm. so let's say for example a chicken curry with lots of spices and paprika and cumin and salt and pepper something that you know Yes, you get a little bit more excited than sort of chicken and rice. Um, and go for walks with them, cook with them. So make it enjoyable rather than make it feel like a chore because healthy eating should never be a chore and it should never be boring. And as soon as you get to the stage where it feels like it is a chore or it's not enjoyable or it is taking over your life, then all of a sudden that's where we start to go into that unhealthy behaviours and mm-hmm. or it becomes unsustainable. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like you make such a good point, a simple, a simple point, but such a good point that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring. And, and when you say healthy, you instantly think, oh, and that's where I think the world is going wrong. Like everyone's like, does oh, people see just the word healthy and just think, oh, here we go. You know, especially I feel like with this whole government obesity thing, it's like, oh, God, they want us to be healthy. But actually, actually, healthy food can be so yummy. And it's not like when I say healthy, I'm talking like, like you say, spices, herbs, you know, lovely curries, pasta, uh, pasta bakes or just, you know, veggie, chicken in the oven, salmon, barbecues. There's so much you can do. It doesn't have to be steamed veg, steamed fish and, you know, one tablespoon of basmati rice you know so true and you display that beautifully in your book with all the fakeaways you. you know they're delicious 
yet they're healthy at the same time. And I think if you serve someone up a meal and you focus on actually what that meal is, but you don't include the word healthy or, you know, lots of vegetables or vegan or vegetarian or plant-based, anything like that, you'd simply just say, here's, you know, a delicious, here's a a delicious curry, for example, all of a sudden they'll have a different view and attitude towards eating that meal than if you went, oh, here's a a healthy curry with loads of vegetables and chickpeas and pulses and, you know, I think people switch off as soon as you use that word, unfortunately, you know, and and like as soon as you say, oh, I've got to do a workout, like instead, like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a nice long walk with the dog, like and just make it a two hour walk. You know, if you've got that time on the weekend or if you're, I don't know, flexible working hours or whatever. Or like for me, I'll just be like, right, I'm going to go for a run and I won't put a time limit on that run or a, a distance and I'll just run for as long as my body and my mind can take me yeah and and health looks different to so many people and as does exercise so that if people say oh I don't like exercise what they're really saying is I haven't found an exercise yet that I enjoy but the chances yeah. are they haven't they haven't tried loads of different exercises so yeah. I'd say make sure whatever you're doing you have to enjoy it it mm. has to be something that you look forward to rather than feeling like it's a you know a hard slog that's not what being healthy and exercising yeah. and eating well is all about exercise could be joining a netball team a hockey team um and it being a social element as well it can be dancing it can be um i don't know rollerblading or ice skating like there's so many things that you can do it doesn't have to be like i just said run because you know i can find that i enjoy sport and whatever but for people that are struggling to find that love for exercise um maybe yeah just maybe open your mind a little bit more yeah and I I think also if we take away those common preconceptions towards kind of I say in quotation marks healthy people because often people will look at healthy people in quotation marks and say oh you know you have to drink green juice and eat a bowl of vegetables to be healthy but if you take away that preconception and you think you know what I'm just going to do what feels right to me right now. It's not Mm. about drinking green juice. It's just about potentially switching up my afternoon snack or drinking more water or incorporating more beans and pulses. You just have to pick one thing to start off with and that will really help you to feel better. And as a result of that, then you can start to make other changes. Mm. You don't have to do everything all at once and you don't have to kind of become this, this person that you think healthy is. Yeah, and I think that when you do try and do it all at once, it then becomes, like you said, it becomes extreme, doesn't it? And it becomes it becomes such a fad, even if all those things you're doing are supposedly healthy, because you're doing it all at once and it's so intense, it's almost a fad in itself because it's not sustainable. A fad diet is something that's not sustainable, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not sustainable. And the other thing that I often say to people is they think that if they want to try and you know improve their health that they have to cut out everything that they love but I often say to people look food does one of two things it either feeds your body or it feeds your soul and sometimes we just need a slice of cake or a glass of wine or something to feed our soul because that plays into our mental well-being mm. and our social well-being which is all encompassed under the umbrella of health yeah so you know with, if you focus with, on feeding your body all the time Sorry. Sorry, I just said we're still on the same page. 
Yeah. And and if you focus on feeding your body most of the time and then feeding your soul for, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the time, I think you've got a pretty good balance. Mm hmm. That's good. That's good advice for anyone listening, you know, that's a little bit stuck, you know, because I think we eat out more than ever before we delivery more than ever before, don't we? Or Uber Eats, whatever. And I think, um, you know, not knowing what moderation is and not knowing, you know, I think there's just, it's all a bit confusing now because there's so much information out there. People are confused. Like people don't know, you know, what is healthy anymore, I think. I don't know, yeah. I could be wrong there, but I just feel like, you know, one, I don't think that when you're too healthy and you're, and it's, that can almost be unhealthy when you literally won't even touch, you know, a couple of squares of dairy milk, that to me is unhealthy uh, mentally. And, you know, and then obviously ordering a delivery every night because of convenience, even if it is what you perceive as a healthy meal, might not necessarily be healthy either because you don't know what it's cooked in, you don't know how it's cooked you know it's it's hard because you know life is so fast paced now and like there's so much information on the internet and I just think it's nice to hear from nutritionists I think that's really important that everyone gets following um you know people like yourself Jenna so that they can get the right information thank you and I think we've spoken a lot about sort of the negatives of social media but actually there are some positives and it does make healthy eating so much more accessible because like you say there are people on social media putting out a wide range of recipes with lots of advice yeah. around nutrition and and as long as the information that you're receiving you feel is appropriate for you then that's all that matters mm. and I, I really would encourage people to say, you know, you don't have to spend loads of money on trying to be healthy or trying to improve your health. You just need to take a little bit of time to find the people that you want to follow and and find out where the information that you need is. Mm. Um, and then start to use the time to experiment in the kitchen or go on some more walks. Yes, it takes time, but it doesn't necessarily take money and it doesn't necessarily have to be elitist. Mm -hmm. And when you do take that time, would you say that, that's when it's more likely to be sustainable because you've just it's just eased in and fit, fit, fitted into your life you know in at a nice pace a hundred percent and again I, I think people need to not focus on the speed at which other people are doing things so often I hear well my best friend did this or my neighbor did that or my brother did that and the truth is, is what works for them isn't necessarily going to work for you because we all have such different genes, such mm -hmm. different lifestyles, medical histories, etc. Find something that works for you and take it at a pace which works for you because that's what's going to be sustainable. If you compare yourself to other people and try and keep up with their pace, the chances are it's not going to be sustainable for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you as well because I asked you, you know, if you you have a friend that wants to lose weight and the motivation's correct and it's positive and you want to support them. But what if you have a friend that you're concerned about? How do you approach a, fr a friend you're concerned about? Is it your place to approach them? They might be, so, under they might be underweight. They might, you know, they might, you know, be lacking energy. They might be sleeping in and not really having motivation to do anything. This is a really, really good question. And often if someone is suffering with sort of a full-blown eating disorder, the eating disorder can change their personality a lot. And I think firstly, that's something to be aware of. So anyone who might be suffering, for example, with something like anorexia, 
can start to become quite aggressive, quite defensive, um, quite snappy. And so if you approach this in the wrong way, you might get a response that is, you know, aggressive, snappy, um, sort of um, defensive. Firstly, know that that most likely is, is not really your true friend. That is the eating disorder speaking. But secondly, if you are genuinely concerned about someone who is either gained a significant amount of weight or lost a significant amount of weight, or you just notice that their eating behaviors are kind of a little bit off and they, they've changed their eating behaviors, firstly, don't attack them. So I would never say, to, I wouldn't recommend saying to someone, you know, what's wrong? Why are you not eating in an attacking way? Potentially sit them down when no one else is around and say to them, I've noticed this, is everything okay? And that's all you need to say to start with. And they might not be in a position to open up to you and they might not be in a position where they've even acknowledged it themselves, to be honest. Um, but they equally might say to you, actually, no, things aren't okay. And I'm really pleased that you've, that you've kind of opened this conversation. Here's what I'm struggling with, X, Y, Z, I don't know what to do. And at that point, you know, you can go and find the right resources and BEAT online um, is a really good place to start for anyone who is suffering with an eating disorder um, and also encouraging them to go and see their GP. But equally, you know, people might be suffering with binge eating disorder, which, again, is a very secretive eating disorder where people eat significant amounts of food in one sitting. Mm. Um, and. Really, firstly, I think the first question should be, are you, is everything okay? And see what response you get. And if you find that you're not really getting a response, I'd say watch them, but very subtly. So you don't want to make it really obvious that you're kind of watching someone. You don't want to make them feel uncomfortable about being around you. Yeah. Um, and then potentially you might get to the stage where you are very worried and therefore it might be appropriate to kind of speak to family members and just say what you've noticed and see what response they might be dealing with it behind the scenes you never know what's going on behind the scenes so that is an important thing to be aware of so you you mentioned about being aggressive and snappy is that just in regards to responding to you seeing if they're okay or is that just like in general like an overall personality change so for people who for example might be suffering with anorexia um often because their food intake is so low they're not necessarily producing the right hormones um, right. and they, they in general can become very snappy, very, very aggressive, um, very secretive. It's the anorexia is such a severe illness that really changes the whole state of the brain, the mind, the individual's personality. And to acknowledge that they're not being themselves and that most likely the eating disorder has taken over is so important in helping you deal with that. Because if you start to try and get aggressive and snappy back to them, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. You need to understand why they're behaving in that way. And it is the eating disorder speaking. And say someone who maybe is, has put on a significant amount of weight, if they've, they wouldn't react in the same way because their body is being fed. So their hormones are different. So someone with anorexia and someone who say what, can you say morbidly obese? Is that politically correct? I don't even know. Yeah, so clinically, someone can be morbidly obese. Um, clinically, they can be. And for individuals who've gained a significant amount of weight, it's very difficult to say how they might they might react. Um, they too could become quite aggressive and defensive mm -hmm. if it is something that is bothering them or causing them shame, or they might be embarrassed. Um, so again, it has to be approached with a really kind of careful and gentle 
attitude rather than sort of going full force. Um, I think a lot of people are concerned about gaining weight um, in lockdown. And that's why I ask, um, because, you know, one person messaged me saying that uh, I have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but that um, her friend spoke to her husband because uh, she was concerned for her friend's weight gain. And, you know, she was really hurt by that. Um, and I think a lot of people are concerned about the weight they've put on during lockdown because of obviously being at home, not being as active and um, things like that. So, you know, I, 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 I worry that if you were to approach a family member and then that family member told the friend, you know, I think people are just so worried about hurting each other's feelings. Um, yeah, of course. And with so and- much body positivity going on where you know, the bigger body is being more celebrated and accepted and included. Um, it's hard to know whether someone's genuinely happy in that bigger body or not, or whether they're just following a trend. That's what I'm confused with. That's what I'm stuck with because I was a bit happier in a bigger body. So definitely. And I think you have to firstly know your friend very well to see how they might react. Um, and Really, only if you are genuinely concerned that something might be going on. People gain weight for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Lockdown is a very sort of um, abnormal situation that many people have gained weight in. And the, the truth is that people who've gained weight in lockdown are often well aware of the fact they've gained weight. Yeah. So if you are not concerned that something is going on, you just think they might have got, gained weight for the reasons that you mentioned, then it's potentially not it's not your place. And if the individual, you know, hints at the fact that they've gained weight or hints at the fact that they want to start exercising or get healthy or not not saying that they're not healthy, but if they want to, um, you know, go back to the body that they did have before lockdown, then potentially saying to them, well, we can go on walks together to catch up rather than going for a meal. That can be mm. beneficial. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, you have to take each case by case. Yeah. And if you try and approach the individual first and they are not interested and you are genuinely concerned, then you may need to speak to family members. But if if they say to you, look, there's there's really no problem. I'm well aware that I've gained weight during lockdown. You know, please leave me alone. Then I think that's the cue to say, actually, it's not your business now. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, just to round it up, um, Jenna, I've got another question in regards to the link between body image and eating disorders if someone who's listening to this podcast feels that they've gone from having a negative body image to then develop quite a poor relationship with food and other things that they may be concerned of like what we were talking about with the mirrors maybe or they're weighing themselves every day what if and they're aware of this you know I'm I'm assuming one being aware of it is the first step um but what, in sorry what does that person do so in most cases being aware of it may be the first step but sometimes people are not necessarily always aware of it if they are aware of it and they would like to make changes i would firstly recommend that they go to their gp and hopefully they can get a referral um, if they do have sort of a full-blown eating disorder then they will be diagnosed and they'll be able to get a referral for help Um, For people who have just noticed sort of a poor relationship with food and it's really starting to affect them, again, I would recommend scrolling through their social media and seeing what role that has to play. 
looking at who their friends are, what their friends are talking about, and trying to remove themselves from any behaviors that are driving that negative relationship with food. Um, if, for example, they're having a lot of pressure from someone who they're in a relationship with, potentially being quite open about how they're feeling could also be beneficial because sometimes people don't realize the impact that they might be having on you. So just trying to open up that conversation um, can help. But it's, it's a very, very difficult place to be. And I'd say take each step, at, one step at a time, rather than, again, trying to undo everything overnight. Mm-hmm. And negative body image isn't the only cause it's far from the only cause of eating disorders isn't it eating disorders can be caused by so many factors it's not necessarily because you're not happy in your body I just definitely that that. oh 100 there are so many risk factors to eating disorders you know childhood plays a big role um experiences abuse poor general poor mental health um there are so poor relationships there are so so many risk factors for eating disorders so 100% 100% agree with you there. And and do we go do we go back to food because it's something we can control whereas the things that cause us trauma we couldn't control and therefore we're trying to regain or maybe this is only again in some circumstances but I know for me at university I was sort of borderline um sort of going in that eating disorder direction and um it's because I felt such a lack of control so I took control of the only things I could and that was what I was eating and how I was exercising. Definitely. For some people, they they do use it as a form of control. Um, other people might turn to drugs or alcohol, for example, okay. if they are struggling with emotions um, and other people will, will turn to food. So it can definitely be a form of control or a way to deal with your emotions, 100%. And the best thing for these people to do is to, to go and see a GP. That would be first first line of um, first port of call, definitely. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much, Gemma. Um, Jenna, Gemma. Where did I get that from? Sorry, that just came off my rolled off my tongue. So, Jenna, um, at the end of each podcast, um, I ask my um, guest what bit of advice would they give their younger self. Um, so, you know, we've talked a lot about you as a professional and um the job that you do but what sort of advice would you give Jenna um as a as a young teenager growing up um I think I was a very shy child and I think I would tell my younger self you know no one's analyzing everything you say or everything you do so just relax and and be comfortable around people people are not judging what you say and do so I think that's what I would that's what I would tell my younger self. And that's often these things we learn as we get older. So if we could just sort of go back, we would save a lot of kind of brain power, mental energy when we were younger, I think. Yeah. And did you ever suffer from poor body image growing up or, you know, what was what was the motivation to become a nutritionist? I should have asked you that at the start. Yeah, I have to say, for me, it was never a body image thing. Um, I was an overweight child but that it was not something that I was really conscious of and my mum made a really kind of special effort to make sure that I wasn't conscious of it I think because she is very much aware of her weight and she didn't want to pass that on to me um so for us in in our house I, I did grow up in a healthy house but everything was always you know eat this because it's good for your heart everything was you know oh, it's good okay. for your heart um 
So rather than focusing on weight, it was always around my heart. And when I was around sort of 16, I became a bit more aware of what I was eating in relation to my skin. And that was when I really started to become interested and and started um, to go and study nutrition. So, yeah, you know, I think also for parents out there, um, I'm sure you're, you're so aware of this, but what you say around your children can really have an impact. So I think trying to protect your children from negative body image as best as you possibly can is really important and you know that's not to say I'm perfect absolutely not you know we all have days where we don't feel our best yeah but it wasn't really something that was prominent um in my childhood that's amazing I think that you know credit to your mum and your parents and family for that because you know it can be hard if you you yourself have poor body image to not you know say it out loud here and there but um yeah I think that's a really really um good point to finish the podcast on is just be aware of your how you speak to yourself um whether you're alone or whether you're in front of your children or friends or family we just need to be kinder to ourselves don't we and to each other definitely 100% thanks so much Jenna thank you so much for such a great episode thank you so much for having me on I've loved chatting to you today Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.